1: Are you angry today? Do you have bitterness in your heart toward another? We've all experienced these and other feelings that can destroy us if dealt with in a sinful manner. The Bible tells us not to sin when these feelings come upon us. It also tells us that these feelings can destroy us. It is a dangerous thing to try and suppress our feelings. However, there is one to who we can go so that we can be healed. His name is Jesus. Nothing is impossible with him. If we go to God with a repentant spirit, confess and seek forgiveness over how we feel, we can be healed. No matter what the cause of our feelings may be, to do anything less will destroy us. Why let it when we know a God who can heal us of all our diseases? Listen in as Pastor Randert, through the anointing of the Holy Spirit, tells us how. Be ready to write down scriptures and notes for your memorization and reference whenever you need it. We're back in the book of Genesis.
2: Well, we're dealing with the account of Cain and Abel. So uh, turn with us t- to the book of Genesis, chapter 4, verses 3 through 6a. Genesis, chapter 4, verses 3 through 6a. The scripture says, And in the process of time it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. Abel also brought of the first fruit of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry, and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? and 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 that's my subject today that i pose to you that those 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 last four words why are you angry you say i'm not angry well let's just let's just listen to the message and let's just check out to see if you are really okay you might be okay and that's a good thing amen and then you may be angry and not even realize it but whatever your condition is this message will hopefully bring that out for our own development to the glory of God. Why are you angry? We live in a very angry society and you don't have to look far to find it. For example, we have seen road rage where irate people will give you the finger while others will pull out a gun and just blow another driver away. Then there is anger in sports starting in little league competitions where parents get into altercations with each other and even become furious and hit the referee. In professional sports, baseball players will deliberately hit a player with a baseball or a basketball player will elbow and even knock another player unconscious. And then there's anger in hockey, where the hockey stick becomes a weapon of choice to strike another player. You don't have to look far to find anger. There's also anger in politics and all those politics where elected officials will dig up dirt on their opponents, calling it oppositional research and leak it to the media in an attempt to damage their opponents. There is anger in the judicial system. Many Americans are angry because the IRS is not being held accountable for their actions. And then there are the tyrannical judges who do who do what is right in their own eyes. They overturn decisions disregarding the will of the people even though they voted a certain way. People are angry. Anger exists even in the church where people go on strike, won't come to church, and refuse to attend, to serve, and even to give of their finances to the support of the Lord's kingdom because they are angry at pastors, angry at elders, angry at leadership. Are they angry at a particular committee? Are they even angry at another member? And even in the home, there is escalating tension, strife, abuse, and acts of violence because of anger. In this passage, we can clearly see that Cain is very angry at God and his brother Abel. And we see the devastating consequences which resulted from Cain's anger. Look at verse five, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. Cain's heart was so filled with anger that it instantly revealed itself. He was angry with God and his brother Abel. Cain wasn't just angry. The scripture says he was burning with anger. For the scripture says in verse 5 that Cain was not just angry, he was very angry. What is anger? Write this definition down. What is anger? Anger is a God-given emotion expressed through a strong feeling of displeasure. Anger is a God-given emotion Expressed through a strong feeling of displeasure. Anger is an emotion or passion directed towards God, self, or others in response to a real or perceived wrong, which is often expressed through physical aggression and hostility. Now, I'll read it again, because tell me you stopped writing because you said I didn't get it, right? What is anger? Anger is a what? A God-given emotion expressed through a strong feeling of displeasure. Anger is an emotion or passion directed towards God directed towards self or others in response to a real or perceived wrong, which is often expressed through physical aggression and hostility. And I'll say it one more time for the road. All right. Anger is a God-given emotion expressed through a strong feeling of displeasure. Anger is an emotion or passion directed towards God, self, or others in response to a real or perceived wrong, which is often expressed through physical aggression and hostility. Did you get that this time? We must realize that all anger is not wrong, nor is all anger sin. Even God himself becomes angry at rebellion. He becomes angry at, at sin and God becomes angry at evil. In the account of Deuteronomy chapter nine, verses seven and eight, it says, remember, do not forget how you provoked the Lord, your God to wrath in the wilderness from the day that you departed from the land of Egypt until you came to this place. You have been rebellious against the Lord. Also in Horeb, you provoked the Lord to wrath so that the Lord was angry enough with you to have destroyed you. So you can see here God has a righteous anger to the glory of God. Anger that is God centered is righteous anger. See, all anger is not bad. Anger that is God-centered is is a righteous anger. There are some things we should be angry at. We ought to be angry at abortionists and abortion taking the killing of the unborn. We ought to be angry uh, at pornography and, and drugs and stealing and all of these things. When you love God, you will hate evil and have a righteous indignation against it. When you love God, you will what hate evil and have a righteous indignation against it. Paul says to the church at at Ephesus in Ephesians chapter four, verses 26 and 27, be angry and do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your wrath, nor give place to the devil It's okay to have a righteous indignation as long as that anger does not lead you into sin. Cain was not just angry.
1: He was what? Very angry. He had a burning anger. As you face your anger in any given situation, sometimes being alone with God is what you need. You can say what you need to say. Feel how you need to feel. Repent. Confess and seek his forgiveness when it's just between the two of you. You know that you can trust God to give you what you need and that what you say stays right where you leave it, with him. Then it is up to you to be obedient to what God tells you to do and to do it. Why do people become angry? Why do people
2: become angry? Well, number one, because of violated convictions. Because of violated convictions which is an infringement against one's own core beliefs. In other words, if you don't believe like I believe, and if you don't buy into my belief system, then I'm mad at you because I want you to have my mind. Don't you think like that unless you, we can't walk together unless you you think like me. you got to be in my mold. You have to share my belief system, my convictions, and if you don't think like me, then I'm mad at you. A lot of people are mad because you just don't think like them. Violated convictions number two personal assault or assault on a loved one you get angry somebody hit you or, or hit your car <laughs> or whatever you get you get angry or if somebody hit your if somebody hit your wife aren't you gonna get angry brother Ririo if somebody hit sister Ritter real I think your hair gonna fly up off your head you you, you you're gonna get angry somebody. Uh, mess with your child in an inappropriate, w- inappropriate way, you're going to get, get angry. You talk about my mama, uh-oh, I, you, you better watch out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so personal assault or assault on loved one makes us angry. Uh, third reason we get angry is because of reacting c- too quickly. Anger causes you to move ahead of God's time schedule. And you react too quickly, which results in making bad decisions that affect your family and alter the course of your life. People out of anger, they react too quickly and they'll strike somebody. They'll go on a tangent. They'll get in their car and drive real fast. And all of a sudden they get in a car wreck and kill themselves or somebody else because they are angry when the fact the truth be told they shouldn't have got behind the wheel of that car at that time. Reacting too quickly. That's what anger do. It'll it'll make you go beyond yourself. Your emotions get out of control. Ephesians chapter seven, verse nine says, Do not hasten in your spirit to be angry. For anger rest in the bosom of fools, says Ecclesiastes seven and nine. I hope you're jotting these down because listen, God wants to save you, God wants to heal you of your anger. And there are people who are angry around you, and this message can provide uh, therapy and help to those who are around you that are even angry. Why do people become angry? Number four, an unforgiving spirit, the, the inability to forgive, being so angry to the point of refusing to let go to the detriment of yourself. You hurt yourself before you forgive You'll hurt your family before you forgive and you'll hurt others before you forgive because you are mad. I want to stay angry and Satan wipes you out with it. Why do people become angry? Even saints number five people resent authority. People resent authority. That's why they become angry and that's why they don't want God. They don't want they don't want the church. They don't want the 10 commandments. They don't want any of these things because they resent God and they resent anybody, resent God telling them what to do. People resent authority. Therefore, they rebel against God because they want their freedom and don't want God telling them what to do. As in the case of Cain in Genesis 4, 7a, look what God says. If you do well, Cain, will you not be accepted? In other words, if if you just do things the way I tell you to to do it, Cain, uh, won't your offering be accepted? All you got to do is do it in my prescribed my my prescribed way, not your way, uh, uh, my way. If you do well, Cain, will you not be accepted? That's powerful. That is powerful. Stop reading the Bible so fast. Slow yourself down, and you'll begin to see things in a way that you've never seen it before. Number six, why do people become angry? Parents be, parents become angry because of bad decisions made by their children. How many of you have seen your children make some bad decisions? All of us. They got a sin nature and they want to do things their way sometime, causing unexpected responsibility to fall in your lap and even in the grandparents' lap. <coughs> Parents, be mindful that you can't live your children's lives for them. You can't. You listen. You can't get in their body once they leave your house and make them do right. That's why you train them up in the house because there'll come a time of releasing. And listen, when they're no longer on your lap, then they're on your heart. And when they leave out that door, say, "Mom, I'm going to college. I'm going off to the military." Man, you really better be praying then. Be mindful, you can't live your children's lives for them, and you can't stop living your life because of them. Your children make bad decisions, some horrendous decisions, and they get on drugs or, or do something heinous in the community, and all these things. Listen, you can't just paralyze yourself and say, You know what? I can't go on no more. That boy's just. I don't know what to say, but I just can't go. I can't go to work. I can't go to church. I can't. Listen, don't you let your children paralyze your life. You have to keep on living to the glory of God, regardless of the decisions your children make, be they good or bad. And by the way, stop talking about other folks, children, because you don't know what your own child is about to do. <laughs> just because they're doing alright today does not necessarily mean they're gonna be doing alright t- tomorrow. So when you hear news on other folks' children, you come alongside those parents, you encourage them, you pray for them, you love on them, and you realize that uh, it, just the next day, uh, you could be in a situation and you're gonna need other saints' support, encouragement, and love, and prayer. Don't ever talk about someone else's children. That is never the spiritual posture. All of our children have a sin nature. And all of our children have a bent toward evil. And they all can wander away from the truth of God's word. And make sure, listen, if you, and should your children wander off, thank thank you, Holy Ghost. Should your children wander off, if you deposited spiritual values and the word of God into them, at least they got something to come back to. I'm talking to somebody in here. Make sure you've done your job, so should they stray, at least you have deposited something in them for them to come back to to the glory of Almighty God. Oh God, help me in the name of Jesus. Uh, why, why do people become angry? People become angry because of the death of a loved one. Mother die or the father die and a brother, sister, and people oftentimes times get angry at God. God, why did you take my brother? God, why did you take my wife with and left me with three children? What am I going to do now, God? Why did you do this to me? And they just become angry and bitter at God, the very one they're going to need to help them in the time of death and grief and hurt, and pain. Let me tell you something. It's always Satan's agenda to get you angry at God. (laughs) How do you hear me? It's always Satan's agenda to get you angry at God. Because if you can just stay mad at God, then you're not going to forgive. You're not going to get over your anger. That's right. You're not going to ask God for help. You're not going to cry for his divine intervention. You know why? You are so mad at him until you can't ask for his help, which puts you in position to be exploited by the enemy. Let me, you all are listening. Listen, this message is so critical because I've never seen society being so angry and members in the church coming in angry. Angry. So angry you cannot worship. So angry you've lost your song. And God wants to heal today so that you can live freely to the glory of God. Here's here's four ways people deal with their anger. Here's four ways people, uh, how people handle anger. Four ways people handle anger. Number one, you can suppress it. Say suppress it. Just when things happen, you just stuff it down. And more happen to you, you, just stuff it down, but don't express it openly. You suppress anger. Suppress anger can cause deep depression and bring on certain physical disorders and sickness because you just stuff it. And this happens, you stuff it. And this happens, you just stuff it. And all of a sudden you implode, eventually exploding. Second way a person handle anger. Anger is this, you express it negatively. Like Cain, unresolved anger can cause violent reactions. And that's what Cain acted violently toward his brother because he was angry. It it causes outbursts or verbal abuse. Anger will reduce your vocabulary, if you don't watch it, to four-letter words. And I don't have to say what they are. You hear them enough all around in society. All of a sudden, you get a limited vocabulary about, about issues. You can't talk in sentences. You reduce them down to four-letter words. And anybody can do that. It doesn't take, listen, it doesn't take much to do that. And let me tell you, if you get, you get your eyes off of God, you will say stuff that you haven't said in a long time. You know, you can go back to your old Way of thinking and talking if you take your eyes off Jesus. Number three, uh, another way you can handle anger is to express it positively. Express it positively. This includes initiating a conversation to talk the problem through and taking practical steps to resolve the source of the anger. So express it positively. This includes initiating a conversation to talk the problem through whatever it is, through taking practical steps to resolve the source of the anger. Uh, number four, enough, the fourth way you can handle anger is this. Confess it. Say confess it. Acknowledge to God the anger within you and allow him to heal you. You got to acknowledge it to God. Also allow God to use others who will help in the process to give counsel and to assist with healing and reconciliation. You see, so acknowledge to God the anger within and allow him to heal you. Allow God to use others who will help in the process to give godly counsel and wisdom to assist you with healing and reconciliation. Ecclesiastes chapter seven, verse, verse five says better to be criticized by a wise person than to be praised by fools. Well I mean, the, the Bible is just potent with, with scriptures to help us to deal with anger, better to be criticized by a wise person than to be praised by a fool. What does brooding, festering anger do to us? What does brooding, festering anger do to us? Cain should have dealt with his anger because had he done so, he would not have murdered his brother Abel. So what does brooding, festering anger do to us? Number one, it causes us to have a bad heart and spirit. Will you stay angry too long? All of a sudden, it, it, it will cause your heart to become bad, your spirit will become bad, and everything come out of your mouth will be negative. Verse nine, Cain was so upset and so messed up, he told God, he got sassy with God. Verse nine, am I my brother's keeper, God? You know, he has some ways to a brother, am I my brother's keeper? Look how he's smarting off the God. Now, you know you in bad shape. Yeah, that's right, you ain't lying. I mean, I mean, you gonna talk like this to God? Oh, my God. If you can talk to God anyway, any kind of way, one can only imagine what you'll say to anybody else. It causes one to have a bad heart and a bad spirit.
3: Thank you for tuning into this program from the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. If you'd like to order today's message... Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in next week as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you.